it's your first time joining us, on Weird Awakenings, we discuss anomalous phenomena. The strange, the curious, the extraordinary, the bizarre. Throw in the occasional conspiracy theory, and you get us. Cecil, Hadley, Stephen, Tully, and myself, Morgana. Just a few of the weird kids. Weird Awakenings is a part of the Weird Realities Network. Don't forget to follow, like, and subscribe to our channels. We can be found at linktree slash weirdrealities. That's weird with a Y. Okay, gang, grab those tinfoil hats and let's get weird. Hello, hello, and thanks for joining us tonight. We're so glad you could be here. I uh, hope everyone's had a great week. All right, tonight we're going to be talking about manifestation, and we have a special guest with us, new author, Zach Stutzman. He's going to be telling us about, you know, his journey with manifestation. We also have special guest Stephanie Stutzman with us tonight. She's another one of the weird kids. So let's jump in and get started. Hi, Kelly. Hey. Hey, glad you could make it. <laughs> so how's everybody doing tonight? Tired. <laughs> 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 I can imagine. <laughs> so you're just getting back in from a road trip, aren't you? Yeah, I went to the the World Barbecue Festival to to see if I could find some good food. Yeah, and how did that work out? out? Um, <laughs> I was disappointed. I, I was trying to find some Dino ribs, but there w there wasn't any good uh, pitmasters from Texas. Uh, uh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Some dino ribs. Yeah, have you ever seen like I mean they're massive like beef ribs. <clears throat> they're they're like this thick. Uh um really, really good. Nice. But, uh, I did manage to find some edible food. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> you all don't know totally right right now, but he spent four hundred and sixty-five days where he made chicken wings every single day. <laughs> At least <laughs> I do uh, I do have really? a bit of barbecue skills. I can make some good food. He's trying to oh, perfect yeah. this chicken. Weave it. Yes, yes. I can't <laughs> wait to get hold of you in person. We're going to find a way to cook it together. <laughs> if we have to rent a kitchen out. <laughs> I, I love well, food. Yeah. How's everybody else doing? Good. Pretty good. Very good. Hey, Linda. Hey, Carrie. <laughs> All right. So, Zach. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. And I think we have you muted. Because is he muted? I'm not. Uh-uh. Hang, hang on. I can. Nope. I can't unmute him. Looks like it's on your end, Zach. Hey, Check down at the bottom. Hi, Mike. Hey, Mike. Hey, Landa. Hey, Carrie. <clears throat> Can you hear me? Yeah, yes, gotcha. All right. Yes. <laughs> that was tough. All right. Okay. <laughs> hey, happens to all of us at some point. All right. Um, you know, uh, congratulations on publishing your first book. Um, yeah. If, if you don't mind, tell us a little bit about how you got started on this path. Um. Okay. So one day, pretty much. Well, okay. So I honestly was like not pretty happy with my life in a way. And I would say that I was always 
trying to figure out a way to fix it but it's like no matter what i did or tried starting it would never work like whether it was like a new weight loss regimen or you know just like anything to just kind of like change it up but and so one day i was scrolling on the social media app TikTok, and i pretty much came across the topic through uh like a very um unpopular like video i guess like it just randomly got on my feed and i was very like interested in the topic and so i basically just researched a lot about it and i purchased a couple books on it and i just like studied it because like it honestly when i first came across it, it kind of almost seemed like magic to me. And I don't know, as a child, I was always like obsessed with magic. And so it was very interesting to like research in a way at first. And so then I started like applying techniques and going through like the process of it. And yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Thank yeah, you. I mean, cause, and, and I'm very familiar with it. I do not use it as much as I know I need to. <laughs> But um, I, I have known people that that have done a lot with it, you know, and when it's someone outside of, you know, that's more traditional and they're like, you know, because I'm like you, I kind of look at it as almost magical in what oh, yeah. their mind can do and everything. And uh, I've had people ask me to explain it in a way that they understand. And I usually will even compare it to like the power of prayer. You know, I'm like, if you truly believe it in your heart and soul and you and that's the, I think the secret is you have to believe it because, you know, if you feed yourself negativity, then that's what you're going to kind of get. Oh, 100%. Mm-hmm. So, um, and you've been doing this for several years now, correct? Yes. Around one to one and a half to two years since like I first came across the topic. Okay. Awesome. Great. And uh, if someone were just, really starting to look into it and everything is there anything that you would tell them that you know is a good starting place or um i think honestly at the beginning of like your i guess manifestational journey like you want to figure out what it is that you really are desiring in your life and then through manifestation you can kind of create a plan to actually go for it and get it because i think a lot of people think that manifestation is just like oh you think something and then it'll happen but it does take like inspired action to actually go after what it is that you're trying to attain you know but so i think honestly just at its core it's just creating something out of nothing. So you really have to create a plan as to what it is that you want. And then you can use all the different manifestational methods because there's like hundreds to basically go after them. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and I think that personally that that's where people do make a mistake at is uh, several years ago, there was a book that came out called The Secret that talked yes. about manifestation and everything. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that they specified clearly enough that you actually have to work for, you know, you're, you can't just sit back and say, okay, I want this. And it happened. You know, yeah, you I think that, that book was, that book was very like focused on the law of attraction in that like when you match your vibration with what it is you desire so like if like the vibration of money is like all the way up here then you have to like match your vibration with the same vibration of it and then you know it'll automatically come to you and while i think that there are like some truths in that i think that overall in general um it's different than just matching with the vibrational frequency because when you match with it obviously your mind can kind of understand it more and believe it to be 
true in like an easier way. But overall, it also does need all the other methods through what my personal favorite is through the law of assumption to pretty much make the law of attraction actually work in a way. You know, this is a rabbit hole that goes really, really deep. Um, it's funny that this topic came up because uh, I've been studying like, um, um, so the, the 13 families that, that we mentioned sometimes um, back when, so we'll, we'll call them just like the, the people who pull the strength of the world, these 13 families, yeah. um, they connected with, um, are they called the group of non-Cecil? I can't, I'm trying to, it, so they connected with this entity and it was called the group of non, I believe. And it was allegedly like spiritual, semi-spiritual beings, um, uh, a version of humanity long ago that had ascended consciousness um, and that had reached out at some point and basically gave this family or these families the fundamental knowledge of a form of manifestation and that's where your your power numbers um and, and some of the the symbology that we have today um and that these the 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 non entities were also uh what they referred to as ra in ancient egypt like they they gave them all this but they told them all of this whenever they connected again um but um, it, going into the vibrational aspect of it, um, that was a big uh, factor there as well. And, it, you know, it could be that when you get into string theory and quantum theory and physics, you know, it's all about how everything's made up of, you know, vibrations just at different wavelengths. And, you know, the CIA even has documents, declassified documents on how to walk through walls. Um and it, you know, you're talking about matching wavelengths, and that—that's really. Um, I just wanted to, to call that out because that's that's a huge part of it. Is I, I think anyway, matching the wavelength, whether it be intention um, to manifest something or intention to act upon, um, which I think is how spelling works. Um, not spelling words, but spell casting. Um, <laughs> There's a reason they call it spelling, though. I don't think that's a mistake at all. No. Well, Words are powerful. You know, they are. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, mindset and attitude are also because I, fir I firmly believe the universe listens. And if all you send out is bad, negative, then that's what you're going to have in your life. Whereas if you have more positive and, you know, your mindset <laughs> is this is what I'd like, you know, then that's what you're going to attract. So that law of attraction works through normal day-to-day -day life. You know, yeah, I've known people that are so negative and they can't understand why they're miserable all the time and why they don't have anything but bad coming into their lives. Well, change your attitude. That, that helps. Mm-hmm. I mean, even something so simple as when I was a kid and I would just be in a bad mood and my mom would be like, just put a smile on your face. And I'm like, what? And then you do. You could be in a bad mood. You put a smile on your face and like 10 minutes, you're in a good mood. It's mm -hmm. something so simple as that is just a, step, a stepping stone. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, a, a lot of times uh, this the same concept of, you know, you can wake up and not be feeling great. But if you go ahead and get up and get moving and kind of get your head mm-hmm. in the right place, then you can usually go on and get into a better place and go on with your day mm-hmm. and everything. So you know, I think that that's all about attraction and, you know, getting back what you're sending out. So. Now, I will say I, I can't speak for everyone, but I, I will say that I probably was most connected into, you know, in, in practice when I was probably around Zachary's age. Yeah. Um, I don't know. When, when did you really get interested in it, Zachary? What, you may have already answered this while I had to step away. Um, I think when I was like halfway through like 15. Yeah, that's about right. Uh, was it just, so, I know you mentioned TikTok, but was it something that, was there any any other sort of inspirations to this that you had? Um, well, so it was actually um, through, I didn't actually come across my association on TikTok. I came across a theory called like subliminals, which are pretty much um, using under the surface affirmations that basically target your subconscious mind instead of your conscious that pretty much like say certain affirmations for whatever you want. And so in the subliminal community, I pretty much came into manifestation because there was a lot of subliminals that were all like, oh, become a master of manifesting or like, um, just like that had to deal with manifestation. And so then when I finally came into them, I would start watching like YouTube videos on it and then like reading books on it and stuff like that. And then, so that was kind of the main way I really got into it. And I would kind of just like follow a lot of like coaches through YouTube and through like social media platforms that would pretty much, um, explain the topic in like full, but they all, they all were very like biased in certain areas. You know, like I think manifestation is such like a general topic that it's like, what one person sees as true is completely different for like someone else. So I think that in general, you do kind of have to take it with like a grain of salt in a way where it's like, what do you truly believe and what do you think is real? Cause like there's also religion and then there's also all these other different aspects of spirituality that like play into it too. So is your, is your book, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Hmm? I thought somebody else was about to, Morgana, were you talking? Yeah. Oh, I was going to ask, like, as far as because these topics are super like once you hit manifestation on the, the tip of the iceberg, it kind of spreads out and you get into, oh, yeah. you know, anything from physics to, you know, sound theory. Like, I, there's just broad, it'd be super broad spectrum. But I, I guess I was going to ask, like, in your book, do you do you make it super pointed or do you keep it kind of broad spectrum? I would say, honestly, it's definitely more generalized because throughout the book, I kind of talk about certain topics. So like I do talk a little bit into quantum physics, but more or less just examples, not really going into the behind the scenes of the physics. And then with um, manifestation in general, I talk about like the main laws, which were like the law of detachment, law of assumption, law of attraction, but like in a generalized form, basically just like explaining how they work and basically how you can use them, but not really saying like, like, oh, you can do this and you can't do that. Like, it's very, like, open up to suggestion, but in a way that kind of teaches the reader how it actually works, I would say. Really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, you know, that, that's the same as with anything. You know, what works for you may not work for me. So, oh, yeah. you know, 100%. I think that being a little more general gives a person a starting spot and everything. So, And Mike Lewis, real quick, 
I don't interact a lot on Facebook, but I look forward to your post every morning because mm -hmm. they are so upbeat and so positive and they're a great way to start the day. <laughs> so just because I don't comment doesn't mean I don't read them. <laughs> so I almost wonder if, um, since Tully, you said that you were around Zach's age when you were getting into it, mm -hmm. if maybe something has to do with the being at that age and your body going through so many changes in chemistry and mentality and stuff that that opens you up uh, well, more to stuff like that. I was a weird child too. Like I, I think we all were weird children. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I was a weird child, but when I hit pr probably 15 to 17 is when I got really deep into, because that, that was really when, um, you know, the internet started actually becoming a thing to where it was, it was fully accessible for, for us in the late 1900s. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, we had dial up internet, the, the Google was just barely a thing and the places where you could find knowledge though, it wasn't like Google today when you try to Google it. Some Ask stuff. Jeeves. Ask um, Jeeves was awesome. Oh, yeah. That was, it, was, was it? it was legit. Um, you know, you could find stuff that could get you in spiritual trouble, probably. <laughs> um, you know, there's a lot of dark arts kind of stuff back then. But, you know, uh, you find the good, you find the bad. There really isn't a good or bad. It, it's mm -hmm. just how you use this sort of stuff to manipulate reality and the, the repercussions of that. Um, but yeah, yeah. I think uh, weird kids transform into even weirder adults. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. It's completely normal. As a kid. <laughs> yeah, I think like as an answer to your question, Bethany, I think honestly, like from a lot of teenagers, especially in like this generation where there is so much knowledge just like available, it's like looking for like direction or purpose. And so it's like in looking for that direction of like where you want to go or what you want to be and stuff like that, kind of having manifestation almost feels like the key to unlocking like the possibility to even do it, you know, because someone could be, you know, a... I guess I'll use my example of like a pro artist or something when they were younger. And then it's like, but deep in their subconscious mind, they truly don't believe that they could actually ever even have that. And so it's just like having manifestation as the tool set behind it kind of opens up your mind to like all the different possibilities of like going in like the direction of where you want to go. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. So this, this may not be a real good question, but do you think people will use this? Uh, how would I say that? You think people use it in ways that they're not that they're not fully understanding it the way that you do? But yes, one hundred percent. I think um, <laughs> I think especially in the law of attraction because I believe in the law of attraction. I think that you know matching your frequency with like the frequency of what it is you want to attract can definitely work, and it's definitely like it's not like a fluke or anything but i think that a lot of people believe manifestation to be many different things and while at its very core it's usually honestly just about belief a lot of people truly don't understand the subconscious aspect of it where 
it's not just your daily thoughts that go into manifesting. It's your subconscious mind and your unconscious mind, which mainly control your reality. And so by just changing your conscious mind, which is only in control of honestly around like 10 to 20% of your entire mind you aren't really accessing like the main parts of your mind where you actually need to like tap into to create what it is that you desire and so i think that a lot of people are only really scratching the surface when they first start manifestation and it's not until they actually go into understanding the subconscious mind in a way that they really begin to start like attracting and like everything that they're wanting i think um when you get in, there's certain slots where people can get in, in trouble, I think. And the main one of those being um, when you start to get into the, like the, what do they call it? The forbidden curses. <laughs> like, when you, <laughs> like when you start trying to manipulate people oh. or, you know, like force uh, some sort of interaction between people. I mean, you can probably make it happen, but it's not going to usually end very well um, yeah i think when it comes down to other people i think obviously when i first started out with manifestation i was very interested in it because there is actually a concept called like everyone is you pushed out which basically talks about the way that you view yourself and the way that your life is conditioned by like your perspective or whatever influences like the people around you and how they might treat you and so it's like by shifting the perspective back onto you and then adjusting how you view yourself that pretty much in turn will change how other people view you and so i think that that topic is very like good in a way because you're not really doing it to directly affect other people you're more going within to like change the external world but i think that there are a lot of people that will do like affirmations being like oh samantha loves me samantha loves me and like then expect you know to wake up the next day and have samantha like falling head over heels for you and i just i think that that in a way is kind of going back to the term of like not completely understanding like how it might work and like what really goes into it behind the scenes well you know the human mind <laughs> that there's a, a lot that you can't do with that with someone else's so like with me i mean i'm echoing okay you're not anymore sorry <laughs> okay For, i was hearing myself so um like with me and my belief system, I would never consciously try to manipulate you and how you think and how you feel because to me that backfires on you. So exactly. say as that, that's, I'm what having, I, that's exactly what I mean. Right. So like I said, you know, I at one point I had this uh, manager who had made it up in his mind that he was going to get me fired. And hey, Alan. So in, instead of me doing something to work against him, I just made it as more of like a boomerang effect. If you're not sending anything bad at me, then, then we're good. But if you're sending it to me, then it's going to reflect back to you. Two weeks later, he was fired, you know? So, <laughs> wow. I mean, so like I said, you know, it's, it's that mindset of, like I said, I would never do anything to manipulate harm someone else, but I feel that a lot of times the best way for someone to learn is for them to get back what they're sending out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. they so, yeah. Like, yeah. Darth, like Darth Vader. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. All, 
that there only you go. A, only a Sith deals in absolutes. That's right. <laughs> there you go. So, you know, and like I said, and that way, you know, you keep karma off your butt. Also, I mean, you know, exactly. that's the last thing I want, you know, is and to I, have to, you know, I think a, pay my a lot own. of people who aren't maybe of the world that we are, you know, if they see a random TikTok or if they stumble upon this stuff on Reddit or, or you know, young, impressionable minds just find this stuff. I think a lot of times it's like handing somebody a loaded gun and they they find out. You know what I mean? Like they they may do something to what you were saying, Morgana, and it could just be the wrong person. And uh-huh. it just they got to experience that blowback. Exactly. Exactly. And hopefully it's minor enough that it doesn't cause permanent damage, but it's enough that they learn from it, mm-hmm. you know. And so that that's, I think, the difference between like casting and manifestation. Manifestation for me is focusing more on the things that are in my life. You know, the yes. things that I want to bring in and what do I need to do to make these things happen? Whereas, okay, Tully, you made me mad. So I'm going to show you, you don't ever want to do that. <laughs> you know, so. Oh, I'm so. sure I've been cursed plenty of times. I'm going to call that past life payment. <laughs> so I've decided that in my past life, I had a lot of money and I did not treat people under me well. That's why I have to work my butt off in this lifetime. So <laughs> I need to learn to be humble. <laughs> so, but, um, and, that was something else that, um, you know, I was going to ask too, that, you know, I, I don't know that a lot of people realize, is this something that you need to, on a daily basis, you know, say, okay, this is what I want in my life so that you keep it to the forefront. Is it, well, um, is it more like, this is what I want, or is it more like a, an affirmation? Like I am what I want to be. Does that make sense? What? So like, mm-hmm. a, so like in Morgana's example, it, it would be like, like I want a new car. Like I, I want a, a specific, I want a Ford Raptor. And instead of I want a Ford Raptor, it's like uh, you visualize yourself. You're like, I have a Ford Raptor. And you just keep like installing that out into the universe. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just asking. Or it might be okay, just, um, now I'm a noob here, so I don't know if it's the, the rules or not, but it might be instead of saying, I want a Ford Raptor or I have a Ford Raptor, it would be like, okay, today's a new day. What am I going to do to get towards having a Ford Raptor type thing? Maybe. I don't know. Go into a lot of debt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or stealing it, you know, that's another thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, well, so Zachary, even- what are the... Go ahead, Steve. No, 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 you go ahead. I was just, I, I was, I was just curious since you started this. Uh, has it, has it all been positive for you? Uh, I think yes and no. I think like any road that like has like a lot of growth on it is not always going to be like 
just like a straight line of just like going up like there's definitely been like times where i went down and like went like all around because i'm like um i mean we don't have to get like too personal enough, but like yeah i think that no it hasn't all been positive i think obviously like everything that i have now i'm very like grateful for in the sense of having it when i used to not have it but no i don't think that um everything about it has been like all rainbows and sunshine okay, okay so it's kind of, you, you've had some growing pains uh, could we say yeah that? yeah well because like whenever you learn something or like you kind of have to fail at something to learn it in a way or at least in like on in my case i think that if you don't do it correctly the first time then you have to kind of try again obviously and pick yourself back up to then do it correctly and so with growing a lot there obviously had to be a lot of failure in that and so i think with all the failure there was a lot of um just like setbacks or like struggles just like mentally because of all the different failures because like when you change your life so fast in such a rapid way i think that it's going to come with a lot of like transition periods which is what they're called in my book which is pretty much where um when you're transitioning into the new state or reality or whatever you want to call it where you basically have what it is you want um a lot of things around you in the present moment are going to kind of be shifting or crumbling or like going through the changes with you and so in that it might feel like kind of like a smack in the face when you're first shifting or changing your reality okay well and i would think too that things that you don't realize aren't serving you when you first lose those things it would be difficult and you would look at it as a loss oh yeah i for me i um one of my like super close friends we after i came and like started to do this like growth journey um we actually started to like separate a lot and it was like it started to get like extremely toxic and so like i think at that moment in time one of the hardest decisions i made was for my betterment and just for me personally i had to let go of that friendship and so i mean now obviously i'm happy with the choices that i made but in the moment it was definitely like really like <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I can see well, that. That's totally like totally trying to do that to me, but I'll just stuck around. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, yeah, there's no getting rid of you, dude. <laughs> Cecil is with you forever. <laughs> yeah, it, even uh, we fight like children sometimes. It, <laughs> we really do. It gets bad, but what were you saying, Bethany? Uh, I was going to say what you were talking about right there. You talk about in your book um, about the destructive philosophies of the side street. Do you remember that? Yeah. Like how there's okay. um, like the first class street and then like the side street. Yeah. So it's kind of like the side street are like the people who drag you down on stuff and you, you don't want to go down that side street. You want to stay on the main street and just keep going. Yeah. You're fast lane. Um, but that, that, you know, that might be part of people's journeys when they start and, and when they, when they go through your book and read through stuff and they start their own, uh, journey, they're going to have, like you said, the gross, the ups and downs, they're going to have the people who are trying to, like Morgana was talking about with the boomerang effect. Like when you start reciprocating what people are giving you and you're filtering out those side streets, you're going to have, you know, um, relationships that are going to break up and things, but that's all just stepping stones to get you to where you need to go. 
Oh yeah, yep. completely. Absolutely. And you know, it, it definitely hard in the moment, Crystal. but you know, sometimes you'll look back and say, wow, you know, that I didn't realize just how bad it was, you know, until mm -hmm. it's no longer a part of your reality and everything. So, you know, so, and sadly that happens. I've got another um, kind of mind bender to throw out there. Um, another movie reference too. Um, so, so in the Matrix, <laughs> you, you know, get into simulation here for a minute, or uh, we'll call it infinite universe theory. Um, in the Matrix, when Neo visits the Oracle, he walks in and she asks him if he wants cookies. And then she's like, don't worry about the vase, by the way. And then he turns around and knocks the vase over. And she's like, what a really bake your noodle is. Did, would you have broken the vase if I hadn't said anything? Mm -hmm. And I think the underlying um, thought there is that every scenario already exists. If you believe in like this, these infinite universe theories. And therefore your manifestation is pulling you into the one of billions of scenarios to where you're in the pocket of what you want to be in. Like, like you're just, you, you're grabbing the reins to, to steer you into the, the timeline where these things happen is, is another um, way that I've heard this be told. Um, and that one's kind of, kind of out there. But I figured I'd throw it out there for the for the group. No, no, I think that that is like definitely entwined with manifestation because technically by choosing to do anything in your life, you're technically like branching off into another reality. It's just it's whether or not you want to view it that way or not. Because I'm like by choosing to drink the water or not drink the water, I'm like those are two separate realities. Yes. But, um, so yeah, I think that one, I think that the reason why manifestation works the way it works is because uh, the creator, well, at least like one of the philosophers of manifestation, Neville Goddard, he talks a lot about how creation is finished and how um, pretty much like any reality out there that you desire to be in is already a reality out there that does exist. It's just yes. you need to shift your mindset into that reality and then shift into that reality. Um, but, and so I think that in the sense of like infinite realities, yes, I think that there is definitely like some like notion of that, that has to do with manifestation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Um, and do you have, have you found that you're bringing more people of a similar mindset into your life since you've been on this path? Honestly, no. I think that, <laughs> honestly, I felt like I've never felt more alone because I think that in a way that, you know, like misery loves company. And when mm -hmm. it's very easy for people to be judgmental or toxic or self-deprecating in any sense of life. And when I was... <laughs> the old version of who I was, I think that um, I was surrounded by a lot of those types of people. And so now that I am kind of the version I am today, the people that I'm with don't view life the same way I do. And that's just because I've had them so long in my life. But no, I haven't really met anyone ever who's like 
me in a way. I think through social media, yeah, of course, and like through YouTube a lot, I've met coaches and mentors and stuff like that who have the same mentality for a lot of life aspects that I do. But I've never really met someone like even my closest friends that kind of view the same things that I do. You know, like they've learned a lot from me and my friends like always are talking about like, oh my God, like I'm so grateful to have you. But like in a way, (laughs) I think that like their mindset is still very culturally like conditioned to be different, you know, because obviously their life is different, so. Right. Absolutely. But I will tell you this, and I know it doesn't seem like it at the moment, but you will draw in those people. I mean, oh, yeah. that's I'm how all of us weirdos ended up together. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I don't have many friends at all, but the few that I have would like they're meant to be here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, I completely yeah. agree. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and like I said, you know, that that doesn't make it better at this point in time. But, you know, just the fact that you've got people you're influencing and you may not see it right now, but at some point it'll all come together, you know, because whether it's conscious or not, you are influencing those around you yes. and everything, you know, and most people your age don't have the same mature mindset that you currently have either. So, you know, that in and of itself, you know, is huge. Mike so, is uh, okay. cracking me up. He said, I want to be Spider-Man. <laughs> How do I get to that universe? <laughs> So, well, so is, that is that something you're running into, Zachary? You're 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 not finding many people your age that are that have that have uh, entered into this. Yeah, one hundred percent. I think that a lot of the kids my age, especially due to social media and like influences of society, are very into material possessions or how people view them and like their appearance and everything. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with caring about your appearance by any means, but. I think that that's mainly where most of their interests lie. And so it's like when people who know me know I'm into manifestation, they mainly ask me, oh, how can I manifest, you know, like losing weight or like, or I guess that was a bad example, but just like, how can I manifest like a slim (laughs) nose or a sharper jawline or something, you know, like they want just like the physical attributes, but they don't actually care about the personal development or like growing as a person side of it. They more or less are caring about, you know, oh, well, how will they see me now that I have like this brand new thing. Like, so no, I don't think that. What? I'm so sorry, <laughs> Bethany. <laughs> if anyone else watches any of my other shows, they know Indy loves to make his appearance Ew. on all the podcasts the I'm cat, on. I'm so the cat sorry. Was not getting enough attention. <laughs> <laughs> Crystal said Indy is manifesting being the star right now. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm sorry. Right. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but um and Mike said, you know, wait until you get in your fifties and you won't care about your appearance so much. You know, and, and that's the thing too, you know, uh, truthfully. The minute I quit caring about what other people thought, my life got so much simpler. But, you know, it's it's not something that's necessarily easy to do. You know, you have to be in the right place to have that mindset. And I am so very thankful that 
I grew up before social media (laughs) because you guys have it hard. You really do just the expectations and everything that people have out there. You know, I, 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 you have my heartfelt sympathy for that. (laughs) Well, and I think it like, it goes back to how the theory of like, you are comprised of, you know, like who you associate with the most. And since most of my generation spends, eight to 10 hours a day, like scrolling on social media and like absorbing all these like pressures and influences through social media. I think that that's kind of like a big thing about it too. Cause like for me personally, I don't really go on social media anymore because I just, obviously I just would rather live in the present moment, but like, um, (laughs) because it's just, it's, it's hard, you know, like it's hard to always see all these different influences and, you know, see perspectives and see how people judge other people so quickly or just like how appearance is pretty much the basis of everything with social media. You know, it's like, Mm -hmm. if you don't look a certain way or act a certain way or talk a certain way or anything, it's like, you're instantly just like out. And so it's like, I think that in that way, getting out of social media and just like the trap that I think it is in some aspects is like really important when it comes down to personal development and growth. Cause like you really need to just be alone with yourself without external influences to really like uncover what's kind of going on. Right. Exactly. The next time Heavily tries to peer pressure me into getting to Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Yes. And she does that every once in a while, doesn't she? M- monthly. It, it, it's uh-huh. She has a reminder yep. on her phone or something. It's <laughs> an automatic That's message. A, yeah, don't 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 let her pressure you. Hey, I was off of it for four years, and it was probably the best four years of my adult life. You know, I so. tried it when MySpace went down. Um, <laughs> just, it just wasn't the same. It hit the same. <laughs> MySpace had a whole another feel to it, though. MySpace oh yeah, was great. yeah. I, I, miss well, that was, <laughs> I don't know. So, uh, even before <laughs> your time, Zach. You know, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like I said, even yeah. like you know, really old ago was live you, you just didn't have the same dynamic that you do with social media today. You so know? it was I completely mean, different. But imagine on Facebook if you could like select six people that were your top <laughs> friends and and just parade that to the world that these are your top <laughs> friends and then you've got drama going on so you boot one of them out of your top friends on top of that you can make your own background and have your own theme music yes. Yes. <laughs> and then the dude that owned it sold it he got that bag and dipped out and myspace mm. went away and Facebook uh, well, it had its gr- had its chokehold in place on DARPA's My behalf. space still exists. I got a link from someone the other day to go check out their MySpace band page. Stop. And I'm it. like, this has got to be fake. And I clicked the link that actually went to MySpace. It's not Tom's MySpace, though. No, no it's Justin. not. It is not Tom's MySpace. Justin, but, you know, sadly... At one point, <laughs> and change yeah. it to a music site. I think that MySpace was intentional. They they probably approached Tom and was like, "Look, you're going away with money or without money." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tom but, was there. You know, 
I will tell you this, if you used to have a MySpace page and you did not officially disband it, it still exists. Oh, because God, no. while I was yeah. there looking at this link, <laughs> and surprisingly, I remembered my login, and I'm like, holy crap, <laughs> this stuff is still there. Yeah, it's it still exists. I still look like a pin cushion at that point. I had everything on my face pierced. <laughs> oh, boy. A long time ago. Um, oh, come on. <laughs> y'all didn't have a band page when y'all were there? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Huh? Okay. I, I think they deleted all the old music, though. They That did happen. Yeah. The profile still exists, but the music's gone. Not all the yeah. photos got transferred over, too. I guess there was an update because I tried to go in one time uh, to find some photos, and only a couple of the albums were still available. That's something, if, if you're ever wanting to just go down the rabbit hole on something, mm -hmm. there's a there's a YouTube channel called All Tom, and there's a video on there called The Dead Internet Theory. I think there's two parts, so like 30 minutes a piece, and it's about like how it evolved. To, once Google and Facebook and all, the, all these companies like YouTube get, got their kind of chokehold on everything, um, the searches... And they demonstrate this. Like, you know how sometimes you'll Google something broad and it'll say uh, there's a billion results, but we <laughs> narrowed it down to 30 or whatever. <laughs> yes. No so shit, I just went and checked it out and it's still got you in my top eight totally. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there's no way that you can get Google to show you those billion results. It says that but there's no way to actually see yeah. the billion results. And in those videos, uh, the dead internet theory, it goes into the whole kind of schema of how that happened. And I, I, I talk with Morgana about this pretty often because there's, you know, like we were talking about at the beginning of the show, there was all of these old sites with like all of this woo woo that you can't find anymore. And I, I'm like racking my brain. I'm, I'm searching everything in the world. There's there's literally no way to find these uh, websites anymore, not even with the way back. Really? Well, yeah, I, I, lived, you know, I, I knew we got a lot that. of this information. Go ahead, mm -hmm. Steve. Yeah, yeah, with that, I mean, once you go, what, 10, 15, 20 pages or whatever, it, it starts repeating. So it starts oh, repeating. Yeah. yeah you, you um, and there's something you can change. There, there is a setting you can change that allegedly takes that filter off. But even then, you're you're going to go 18, 20 pages and not see anything beyond that. Right. So, either they're, I, I truly don't think they're lying when they say that there's a billion results. I just think that there's such a monopoly between those engines that. Mm -hmm. You know, the internet kind of manifested out of nowhere too. <laughs> you know what I mean? They. Um, I don't know, it, like how it how it all just kind of came out of nowhere. I think there was some kind of influence there, but yeah. well, you know, Al Gore did not have this in mind when he created. The internet. <laughs> um, <laughs> have Have you ever heard about the? Did you guys know? Well, I think I know you guys probably know this, but the the internet is ran globally under the ocean, like at the bottom really? of the ocean. 
Yeah. Oh, the, the wires. Yeah, the, there, there's yeah, the massive fiber optic mm -hmm. cables that carry the yeah. internet. You would think that they wouldn't need fiber optic cables if the satellites are as sophisticated as they say they are. Dude, you would think. <laughs> Makes you think. <laughs> anyway, I'll, I'll get off the conspiracy yeah. horse for a minute. <laughs> wait, 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 wait a minute. I want, I want to pile on just a little bit more. What about those cables that they laid with the early 1900s for phone lines? Is mm -hmm. that yeah. some of what's still being used today? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. Well, and there's there's a, a whole camp of people that think that, like people think that our, uh, our phones are bouncing off satellites and stuff. A whole camp of people that think it's a combo between the old tech and literally just all the cell phone towers. And yeah. we've been traveling a little bit more lately. Um, and there's a there's so many towers now, like. Every at like literally every corner of the interstate, every time you, you turn a curve, there's a, a tower. Yeah. And a lot of the towers they follow the main I, I don't know, around here it seems like they follow the highways. You know, it's mm -hmm. kind of what I've noticed. But that was a tangent. Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> Zachary, we, we do that. Uh, I'm surprised <laughs> we didn't do it earlier. But we did that. That's what we, the running joke is that that was the big duck of the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we hadn't even brought up CERN, I guess, until now, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. CERN, CERN is a literal manifestation machine, though. It really is. <laughs> I don't know the answer um, to that, Carrie. I mean, I don't know that they had a choice to keep them above water, really. If it's got cable, if it's got copper, and I know some boys in Clay County, Kentucky, that can take care of it. We get the right stuff. They can hold their breath a long time, can't they? Yeah. <laughs> well, so I, I just want to be clear. I don't think that. I think the whole world relies on those cables. I don't think like it. Yeah. If someone were to destroy those cables, nobody would have the internet. I, I don't yeah. think, anyway. I, I could be completely wrong about that. Look for yourself. Don't believe anything we say on this show. But I'm exactly. pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that those cables, like, I, I are. I mean, everybody depends on those. So I think that would be mutually assured uh, destruction. I have a question. Yeah, I have a question about the cables, real quick. Have you ever watched that show from? So they were digging a hole to see where the electric wires went, and it went nowhere. So do these cables go nowhere? Stop, dude. <laughs> that is the best show I've seen in the in the last five years, legitimately. What is it? I still from? have it. Yeah. It's, it's called it's called From. And it's from the producers of Lost. Oh gosh. And it has like the the main character was also in Lost. I forget what his name might have been. Michael in Lost. I can't remember. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, but it is awesome. the best new show in the last five years, at least, if not longer. It's What's insane. It I'm waiting for it. It's on MGM. You can. And you can. Can, um, can you stream you can it? Anywhere? I don't have cable. Prom, uh, well, that's MGM. I yeah, I streamed it through um, Amazon. Uh, I think oh, MGM's okay. an add-on. 
and that's where if I'm you have, at. But, um, if you have uh, not fully legal streaming services, <laughs> you want on there. <laughs> I watch my th- my shows through Spain. So, um, yeah, you unconventional. Send, you've got to send me that. I mean, written out somehow because I cannot find it. So I can, yeah, I can send you like a step by step. It's like six bucks every six months or something. It's not bad. Yeah, and if see, any of you are out I'm... there wanting it, cash app us ten dollars. <laughs> <laughs> okay so back to manifestation (laughs) that we have to do this too that's right so (laughs) trying to manifest an extra 10 morgana do you get tired of having to be the adult every week no because one day i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna go down one of these rabbit holes and y'all are gonna be so shocked you're gonna all just sit there quietly that's what I've done this whole episode. This is the most quiet I've been in. It's because I'm fascinated by this whole thing. Yeah. Like, I'm truly fascinated to hear more about it. I need to buy your book. What's the name of your book? Uh, Becoming a Master Manifester. <laughs> yes. Awesome. How long did it take you to write that? Um, I would say... I started it, I think, back in, like, mid-June, July of, like, the summer. And then I honestly would take, like, massive breaks. Like, I think my biggest break was, like, two months. Um, And then I would take, like, a two-week break every, like, literally other week. But when I was into writing, I was, like, really into it. Like, every morning before school, I would write around an hour um, of just pure writing. And then, so I would do that every weekday. And then on weekends, I would usually write a lot, too. And then especially kind of like in the past two months before I finally published it, I was just like hammering it out. Like in the morning, after school, like every day. Because I was just like very into actually getting it done, I guess. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. He's more dedicated writer than half the writers I know. (laughs) 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 Me included. (laughs) I'm going to tell you, I have got all my research together for mine, and it's just been sitting in folders for about three months now. So I'm good job. Very good job. (laughs) Um, So something that, um, you know, I wonder about, too, if someone starts along the path and wanting to manifest and everything, it's not something that's going to happen like Amazon, it's there's no guarantee two day. <laughs> I mean, you know, that I just ordered it. it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, but I, I think that's something that maybe people need to understand is it's not something that just happens overnight. You know, it's something you've got to be willing to do the time and put in the work. Oh, yeah. I think it's it's definitely a practice. Like, um, I think a lot of people, obviously, with anything, just want kind of like a very quick fix in it. But I think overall, it's definitely like... Hello. Okay, we're in dinner. Okay. Up to yours, I guess. No, thank you. Who is it? Come on, thank you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Um, but, yeah, no, I think it's just like, it's very much so just like I... Um, I lost my train of thought. 
Yeah, it's just it's not a instant thing. <laughs> right, you're good. <laughs> oh yeah, hey, look, look, we usually have dogs barking. Cats knocking off your stuff. Uh huh. There you go. Cats <laughs> knocking stuff off. Well, I'm waiting for my wife to forget that I'm recording coming here naked sometime. That'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely want to do that during the live broadcast. <laughs> uh, Terry, you can, if, if you put his name in on Amazon, it's the first book that comes up uh, becoming yeah. a, a master manifester right yeah yes so. becoming a master manifest well you have at least two sales because i just ordered it as well guys and hans nice. bought it last week <laughs> now see that yes you're right that would have been the way to go about that but yes no there you go oh yeah it's actually on sale right now too like it was originally like 15 to almost like 16 bucks and i think right now it's actually like 11 or 12 or something so you all are gonna no, I'm, I'm about the hard hard copy so, <laughs> i'm all about the hard copies mm -hmm. <laughs> no, see, i do it both ways i buy it the kindle version and then i order it so that i have it on my shelf <laughs> those, those breverton books have spoiled you on the hard oh, yeah. covers really uh yeah. i can tell mm -hmm. <laughs> yep but i went back and bought books that i bought in paperback and reball them in hardcover <laughs> mm -hmm. really <laughs> i can't afford to do that no so, <laughs> well, I've, manifested, uh, I've manifested wealth that leads me to a lot of debt so <laughs> you manifested some credit cards <laughs> oh goodness but uh, this has been awesome zach thanks so much you know thank you um, for having me oh yeah no like i said you know let everybody know uh, where you can be found out oh uh, so um Yes. So my book, obviously, it's on Amazon for any versions like hard pay or hardback, paperback, ebook, and Kindle Unlimited um, on Amazon for becoming a master manifester. Uh, and then that's pretty much all I have at the moment. I Bethany inspired me to write a second one, so I'm starting that. Awesome. Um, and then yeah, and I think in the future I'll definitely probably have an author page and maybe even like a couple of other things, but. Yeah. So for now, that's pretty much all I have out right now. It's just the book on Amazon. All right. Great. And look, you know, if you ever want to come out, just hang out with us. Let us know. Yeah. We'll be happy to have you. We're yeah. always talking about strange things. Oh, yeah. It, we uh, like the woo. It can get a little <laughs> manic sometimes, but yeah. it's fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. That is very, very true. So, all right, guys. Well, we appreciate you joining us tonight. And again, Zach, thanks for joining us. And don't forget go to amazon becoming a master master manifester <laughs> by zachary stutzman yes yeah. i'm sorry got tongue-tied there for a second um and like i said if you forget that send us a message and we'll make sure we get it to you and come see us next week we will be talking about south african lore with isaac yeah, so we have um, we have Isaac from Durban Paranormal. He lives in South Africa, eats, sleeps, and breathes the paranormal. He has the craziest ghost stories around.
around when it comes to South African lore. And he can confirm that Nelson Mandela died in the 80s. So, uh, you know, it'll be a good show. (laughs) Okay, good deal. All right, guys, (laughs) make sure you join next week for that. And until next time, stay weird.